Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. All right. Thank you for being with me today. Today's uh, episode 688 of Your Ultimate Life. And, you know, when I started this two years ago, plus, I didn't imagine that I would be at 688 episodes. But I am, and I love doing it. And I'll tell you why I love doing it. It's an opportunity for me to talk to you and encourage you. I think of coaching as being in the people encouragement business. And my only purpose here is to encourage you, to encourage you to do what you believe is right, to encourage you to have the courage of your convictions, to, enc- to encourage you to tell the stories that you have to tell, to encourage you to develop a greater relationship with the divine, to encourage you to have faith in yourself and your opportunities to serve, to believe that it's never too late, never too late to matter, no matter what's come before, and have a big impact as you discover, develop, and serve with your divine gifts. I know that because of my own history, and if you've listened to many of these, you know some of that. And if there was ever a person who could have been left behind uh, as, as broken, dead, finished, and not, you know, not any good, I certainly was a candidate, not pretending at worst or anything like that, but I am saying a candidate. So yesterday, uh, we had a special guest, and it was uh, Kevin Payne. And he's a a PhD in some social sciences, and he talked about being happy and fulfilled, and he gave us a list of some things. He said in his mind it was about happy, satisfied, functional, meaningful, engaged, and secure, and those are all good words. So today's episode, I want to dig in a little bit deeper, because you heard that yesterday, and ask the question, when you go, what is left? Like when you go, gone, end life. Now, for some, that may be a difficult thing to think about. That may be frightening. It may be a lot of things. And I had thought about it. I'm not necessarily any more or less than anyone. I had a few deaths in my family. My father passed away untimely when he was 66 and a heart attack or something, but not like a reason, he didn't smoke, he didn't drink, he wasn't like big and heavy or anything. So I, I don't know why. And I, I had a younger brother pass away when he was three months old. So I'd had some exposure to death and some relatives and so forth. But I never really thought about it much more than that. I knew to the core of my being that we went somewhere. I never ever had the, the a fear or a worry that we didn't go somewhere. I knew we did. I don't know how I knew that, but I knew we did. And then, for me, I uh, four years ago, I had a near-death experience. And I contracted a fatal illness and died. My heart stopped, and my spirit left my body, and I had a whole experience. And I've written about that in Meeting God at the Door. But I'm also going to, or and, not but, and I'm also going to do 12 episodes here in this podcast about that. 
And it's going to start with number um, 693. So we're just pretty close. A few more, and then we're going to start a series of 12 on a detailed look at that near-death experience. Now, I've done a number of appearances on podcasts, a lot about mental health, mental health, addiction, recovery, you know, living your life purpose, finding your life purpose, serving, coaching, just a whole host of topics. But a few of them have been about this near-death experience, and that spawned a couple of books. Meeting God at the Door was the first of those. And... There's nothing like I imagined it would be, and it was more incredible than I thought it could possibly be. So when I talk about when you go, that's what I mean. When you go, when you're gone, what is left? What are you leaving behind? And, you know, in one way, I I know I have a client, actually, who's creating a significant intergenerational wealth, so a substantial balance sheet of assets that you will pass on to kids and and so forth. And so they're going to have a great opportunity to to have some real assets and they're already involved in a business with you know with the older generation and so they're going to earn their way in. But there's a substantial amount of intergenerational wealth that's available. So that's one thing that someone's creating. But that's not something you take with you. That's literally what is left, because you don't take anything with you except who you are, right? And I can't imagine that when we die, when our spirit, the essence of energy, leaves our body, I can't imagine that we're somehow different. And that just doesn't make any sense. That'd be like saying you go to sleep one day and you wake up the next day a completely different person. It didn't happen to me in my near-death experience. I went into a coma for two and a half weeks, and I came out of the coma with a mind-blowing, substantial, huge experience. But any changes were choices that I made because of something I learned. Like the experience didn't change me. I changed myself based on things I learned and choices I made in that experience. So if you think just straight up, what will be left when you leave? Well, the answer, the short answer is whatever you create today. Now let's dig into that because yesterday we talked about uh, our guest and we talked about being fulfilled, about creating things that you want to create, talked about the mundane things, about finding transcendent experience in the mundane I love that idea because we so often get stuck in the thought that I have to go somewhere and have an amazing experience, or I can stay where I am, but it has to be some amazing experience for it to be an amazing experience. Excuse me. Hiccup. And it's not true. You create your life. You create your ultimate life here right now. Now, we define ultimate life as a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. And one of the things we need to have is, is resources, cash, money. We have to earn that or create it. And sometimes some of us get, you know, given wealth. Certainly didn't happen to me, but the children of the client, that client I talked about, they're going to have some. And I know some other people that have, and that's great. The, 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 but we're not taking any of that with us. So the only thing we're going to take with us is who we are our attitudes, our feelings, 
And I'm quite certain we're going to remember all of those things that we did, that we said, and all the rest. And so I, I suspect that the question, when you go, what's left, is important to understand. Some people say, well, I'm going to create this legacy. And the legacy might be cash. The legacy might be property. The legacy might not even be material or, or possessable. What if it's a legacy of love? What if it's a legacy of service? What if you decided... The legacy, the thing you're going to leave is the reputation and the fact, the acts of service that you do, or the acts of love that you give and show, or the way you raised your family if you had one, or the way you interacted with work colleagues or business partners or clients, always ethical, always on time, always looking out for their needs. I'm not saying... You do that or you should or anything else, but I'm saying if you did that, you'd leave behind that reputation. And on the other hand, if you uh, cheated, cut corners, nobody's watching, and we sort of have that approach to life, we can, it, it's okay to do anything as long as we get away with it, then that's what we're going to leave behind too. And the things that we do that create that leave behind also go with us in terms of it shapes who we are. So if I'm a person who says to myself, I'm going to cheat everybody everywhere I can, as long as nobody knows, it's okay, I got away with it. Then that's the person that I've become, and that's who I am when I move forward. That isn't going to create a bunch of transcendent moments, and we all want to have these moments that feel fantastic. And here's what I want to share with you most powerfully today. You can have your ultimate life today. What I mean by that is you can have a transcendent moment today. So often we think that having transcendent, ultra-beautiful, ultra-powerful, ultra-loving, ultra-serve-oriented, ultra-feel-good, those kinds of things, you can have that today. And you might be looking at me, well, I can't have that today. I got to go to work, and I got some meetings, and I got this, and somebody's sick, and I got this stupid crap I got to do, and bills I got to pay. I can't have a transcendent, beautiful experience today. And here's, I can't say this often enough or loud enough. Yes, you can. And it doesn't depend any at all on anything anyone else does. And this is one of the most key, if not the key piece to creating the ultimate life. I've said a lot of times, and will again, you can have your ultimate life today, you can have purpose today, you can have prosperity today, and you can have joy today. And the reason you can is it doesn't depend on externalities. Happiness is an inside job. A choice to be happy is a choice to be happy. And I have one of my sayings in my personal truth and commitment that says, I am happy because I choose unconditional joy. What in the world does that mean? No, I'm not talking about my beautiful angel wife whose name is Joy. I'm talking about I choose, including this moment, to live all the time in joy. I live that way. It doesn't matter if things go my way or not. It doesn't matter if, uh, you know, things get sick or bad, you know, quote, bad. None of it's bad. It's just stuff. And so my... My invitation to all of us is to think about what can you do today, right here, right now, 
to create a transcendent moment, a moment of attraction, of beauty, of memory, of power. Well, what can you do? This is a real question. This is not some rhetorical mumbo-jumbo. So I will share with you what I've learned over the years of working on myself. And, you know, in 2007, 15 years ago, I had a divine intervention that completely changed who I was being and everything about my life. The intervention didn't change. I changed. I had an invitation that was stark. It was impossible. It was amazing. But I still had to say yes and do all the work because there were no shortcuts. Since that time, for the last 15 years, I've spent all my effort and energy trying to help people, you, me, everyone, loving to love, to forgive, and to serve each other. I've discovered in that process that all the misery and everything else that I had before has evaporated. All the resentment and negative feeling that I held toward anyone, whether they hurt me or, you know, anything has evaporated. All the guilt and shame I carried, which was like 4,000 backpacks full of a million pounds each, has evaporated. I live in a state of perpetual and unconditional joy. And you might think I'm either stupid or crazy or on drugs or something. And the truth is, no, I'm on the spirit. I'm on eternal joy. I'm connected to that thing. And there's nothing magic about me. My message from the get-go, from the first episode, is that you can have that. And you can have it today, and joy is a choice. So here's how to do that. Number one, take time every morning to experience joy. I don't care if you have bills to pay, somewhere to get to, bad meeting coming, or any other negative thing. You're still able, if you want to, to decide to take joy in small things. Your breathing. Very likely you have the freedom to do what you want today. Now, there are, I understand there are people that listen to this that might live in an authoritarian regime where you don't have freedom to do what you want today, but most of the folks that are listening, you do have freedom. And even if you don't have physical freedom, you have mental, spiritual, and emotional freedom. And you might say, oh, that's nothing without physical freedom. And yes, it is. Ask Nelson Mandela, who spent 27 years and then came out and became president. The reason he did is because of how he spent the 27 years. Victor Frankl in the concentration camp wrote Man's Search for Meaning. It was a book observing that even in the most terrifying of places in a concentration camp, he was happy, he was able to direct his feelings and not allow the externalities to create who he was. So if you want to create transcendent moments, start small. Start right now. Get up in the morning, and if you're already up, stop for a minute now, and, because I've invited you to, and decide what you're really grateful for. And think about that thing until you experience the bodily feeling of gratitude. And if you can't feel that, then pick something else because you're not grateful enough. When you truly find something or someone or some situation, breathing, have enough to eat, have a partner that's good, someone that you know was healed from an illness, they didn't die or whatever, you know, and there's a whole bunch of reasons that you can pick in your life. And they're not stupid and they're not small. And yes, there may be other things that are not like you want. That's got nothing to do with it. Happiness is not 
of a scale where you put in all the good things in your life and all the bad things that are going on. And if the bad things are heavy, you're unhappy. And if the good things are heavier, you're happy. That isn't how it works. Or if they're even, I'm kind of meh. That isn't how it works. You can allow it to work like that, but you can also choose. Even if the scale is like this, with all the things you didn't want, didn't expect, bouncing on the ground, bouncing on the tabletop, you can choose to be happy because happy doesn't depend on the events. Hear that again. Happy doesn't depend on the events. If I learned anything out of the experience I had when I died and the 15 years of work I've been doing since I walked away from the career I had and ended all the addictions and problems... I've learned that happiness only depends on one thing. It's a choice. I choose to be happy. No one can take that away from you. Not for any reason under any circumstances. Now, something that people talk about sometimes is the beauty of a snowflake. And we all know that for whatever reason, no two snowflakes are alike. So as the water in the air crystallizes, every crystal lattice that forms is different appreciating the beauty of a snowflake is a place to start. And whether it's a snowflake or a raindrop or a set of words, I picked out of my personal truth and commitment statement this morning, one sentence, and it's many pages long, and it's just declarations about who I choose to be. One of them said, I conceive and complete every thought and action to serve. Whoa, what a statement. I conceive and complete every thought and action to serve. So I pondered on that for an hour or so this morning, thinking how can I be that so much that every thought and action actually is that true? And in the thinking about it and in my effort to execute, which, you know, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm sure I failed a bunch of times. But I love myself for trying, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm going to think about it again tomorrow. That's my thing for a few days. I conceive and complete every thought and action to serve. And because I think about that, I'm happy. Oh, I've had opportunity to make people happy. I've had opportunity to have good coaching calls. I've had an opportunity to enjoy my life. No, everything isn't going like I want it. What's that got to do with anything? You can have happy and be happy right now. And learning to do that, I promise you, will help you create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.